the community podcast where Savannah and Adamsville, Tennessee meets northern Indiana and southwestern lower Michigan. Welcome to Roaring Light. Combining news and weather from news source one Michiana with great independent Christian music from Roaring Light Radio. Get ready. News and weather is next. This is the latest news headlines in 60 seconds with Alan Edwards. Economists at the Organization of the Petroleum Exporting Countries joined the growing chorus of voices pointing to a slowdown in the global economy for 2023. Ukraine rescue workers have finished their search and rescue operations at the site of a Russian strike that hit a residential building last Saturday. Rescuers saved 39 people, including six children, and 44 people died, including five children, the Ukrainian Ministry of Defense said. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy insisted that he always had some questions related to now Representative George Santos's resume amid ongoing revelations about the lies and embellishments by the freshman lawmaker from New York. China's population shrank for the first time in decades last year as the birth rate plunged, official figures showed. That's the latest headlines in 60 seconds. I'm Alan Edwards. Thanks for joining me today on Mission Network News. I'm Ruth Kramer. Coming up, a brutal attack highlights extremism in Central Africa. Then later, India's persecution drops, but there's more to the story that you need to know. We'll explain it in just a few moments. We'll begin today's program in the Democratic Republic of Congo, where extremists bombed a Pentecostal church on Sunday, killing 17 and wounding 39. The attack took place in the eastern Quezondi region. Todd Nettleton with the Voice of the Martyrs USA says, On Sunday morning during a worship service, during a worship celebration, in fact, uh, there were 60 new baptisms, new believers being baptized uh, at this church congregation on Sunday morning when a, a bomb attack, a bomb went off in the service. The DRC military blamed a rebel group affiliated with the Islamic State. Nettleton says their goal is to set up a caliphate in the region, forcing everyone to live by their definition of Sharia law. The ADF forces will come into a village. They will gather people together and begin asking, are you a Christian? Are you a Muslim? Uh, Oftentimes the Christians are killed. Sometimes they are kidnapped. They are urged to convert to Islam. Nettleton expects to see more attacks against Christians in eastern DRC. Ask God to strengthen local believers. After we pray, I I think the, the thing that I would encourage people is just pay attention. Oftentimes, Africa seems 10,000 miles away, and and it doesn't get the media coverage that it deserves. An attack like this can happen and almost just go by without us even noticing. Elsewhere, in Haiti, a judicial oversight board indicted 30 judges for corruption, drunkenness, and a lack of academic qualifications. Their certifications won't be renewed. It could impact how Haiti deals with rampant gang violence. So far, gangs have displaced 150,000 Haitians. Greg Yoda with Christian World Outreach says. Where it affects us there is our feminine training center in Port-au-Prince. You know, just day to day, not sure if the ladies are able to travel. You know, we have had some staff that have had to evacuate their homes. They're basically displaced people because uh, gangs are fighting in their areas. And so they've had to move out. And uh, they just kind of come in and take over the homes and and loot. Humanitarian groups say the core issue in Haiti is access to food. 20,000 people face famine conditions in Port-au-Prince. Nationwide, 4.7 million people deal with food insecurity. The inflation rate in Haiti is just keeps growing. And and so for us to continue to feed the kids, it's more expensive. 
because uh, the feeding program on Port-au-Prince uh, is especially needed because some of these people haven't been able to keep their jobs. It's a good way to demonstrate the love of Jesus. Find your place in the story at missionnews.org. An Open Doors 2023 World Watch List was released yesterday with some surprising changes. The World Watch List ranks the 50 countries with the worst persecution of Christians. Now, India has held 10th place since 2019, but for the first time in four years... India moved back down to 11th place and was replaced by Sudan. Eric with Mission India puts this in perspective. As we look at that movement down from 10 to 11, we celebrate that there's been progress. But again, we're also very realistic with what that actually means. Being number 11 is still not great. And so as we look forward to 2023 and 2024, our prayer is that the nation of India would soften its stance and its heart towards the gospel. And that's done through God working through our partners and sharing the grace and love of Jesus with many more people. Persecution is often a crucible in which the church grows. Mission India sees this as they partner with Indian believers for church planter training. Someone persecuted one of our partners to the point of death. And another one of our partners visited that individual in jail consistently. And so that persecutor has now received Jesus because of the relentless testimony and faith of our partner to continue to go after them in the name of Jesus. So join us in praying boldness for India's believers. Thanks for listening to Mission Network News, a service of One Way Ministries. We're listener supported by people just like you. So by giving to Mission Network News, you enable us to keep the stories of God's kingdom coming. So join us here on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. You can also find us on Alexa, iTunes, or TWR360. Look for links at missionnews.org. That's missionnews.org. I'm Ruth Kramer. Here is your weekend dual community weather forecast. First for Michiana for Friday. Scattered rain and snow showers before 9 a.m., then scattered snow showers. Cloudy, with a high near 34. Northwest wind around 15 miles per hour, with gusts as high as 25 miles per hour. Chance of precipitation is 50%. Friday night isolated snow showers before 1 a.m. Cloudy, with a low around 26. Northwest wind 5 to 10 miles per hour. Chance of precipitation is 20%. Saturday mostly cloudy, with a high near 34. Southwest wind 5 to 10 miles per hour. Saturday night a 50% chance of snow after 1 a.m. Cloudy, with a low around 29. South wind around 5 miles per hour. Sunday snow likely before 1 p.m., then a chance of rain and snow between 1 p.m. and 4 p.m., then a chance of snow after 4 p.m. Cloudy, with a high near 36. South wind around 5 miles per hour becoming northwest in the afternoon. Chance of precipitation is 60%. New snow accumulation of less than one inch possible. Sunday night cloudy, with a low around 29. Monday mostly cloudy, with a high near 36. Next for Hardin County, Tennessee. Friday mostly sunny, with a high near 50. North-northwest wind 5 to 10 miles per hour. Friday night partly cloudy, with a low around 30. North-northwest wind around 5 miles per hour becoming northeast after midnight. Saturday mostly sunny, with a high near 52. East wind around 5 miles per hour. Saturday night showers, mainly after midnight. Low around 41. Southeast wind around 5 miles per hour. Chance of precipitation is 80%. New precipitation amounts between a tenth and quarter of an inch possible. Sunday a 40% chance of showers. Cloudy, with a high near 49. 
southeast wind around 5 miles per hour becoming west-northwest in the morning. Sunday night mostly cloudy, with a low around 34. Northwest wind 5 to 10 miles per hour. Monday mostly sunny, with a high near 51. North wind 5 to 10 miles per hour becoming east-northeast in the afternoon. We're on the road Following the lamp before our feet Far from home But heaven's in the eyes of those we meet Keep taking steps Walk in worship where you lead I lose my breath In all of everything I see Cause you won't leave us, won't forsake us You're our song
rises, another day starts. Birds singing among the treetops, an eagle soaring in the wind up above. It's gonna be a good day, cause Lord, you filled me with your love. I'm gonna see sun shining. Breaking up the rain Feel your healing touch Take away my pain There's gonna be joy in the morning And that lasts throughout the day I'm holding on to you, Lord Show me the way Moon rises Another day ends Dear Grayson, just around the moon Fireflies lighting in the sky up above It's gonna be a good night Cause Lord, you fill me with your love I'm gonna see stars shining Breaking up the rain Feel your healing touch Take away my pain there's gonna be joy in the morning And that last throughout the day I'm holding on to you, Lord Show me the way
road of life has many stones no need to travel it alone you can't stumble you can't slide keeping jesus as your guide just follow him just follow him stay on the track just follow him
This train is bound for glory, this train This train is bound for glory If you wanna ride, you got to be holy This train is bound for glory, this train This train is a clean train, this train This train is a clean train, this train Yeah, this train is a clean train Everybody riding in Jesus' name This train is a clean train, this train this train is a holy train, this train This train is a holy train, this train This train is a holy train If you wanna ride, you got to be the same This train is a holy train, this train This train is bound for glory, this train This train is bound for glory, this train yeah, this train is bound for glory If you wanna ride, you got to be holy This train is bound for glory This train This train is bound for glory This train This train On January 22nd performance by Ronnie Hinson, 6 p.m., 8 o'clock, Jan 22 and 23 at People's Tabernacle Church, 64 Airways Boulevard, Savannah, Tennessee. Special guest, Ronnie Hinson, an original member of the Hinsons, songwriter of the Lighthouse and member of the SGMA Hall of Fame. Free admission, a love offering will be received. For more information, go to www.savannah.com or 731-727-8242. Rest of the story. In Phoenix, Arizona, this football season began for the Huskies of Horizon High School pretty good. Coach Doug Schaefer requires discipline to training, individual excellence, with each athlete seeking always to do his best and then some, thus to raise team play to its highest potential. Now, in the coaching business, your job's never any more secure than the next season. School administrators and alumni sometimes profess that winning is not everything, but usually it is. The Huskies of Horizon High got off to a good start, as I say. Even hoped for a state championship, but then early October. The Huskies were scheduled to play Mesa Westwood. The coach left his players watching a videotape of their upcoming opponents. Each player was to analyze strengths and weaknesses of the Mesa team and contemplate counter-strategy. But one of the Huskies players had brought to the training session a pornographic movie. It was a boyish prank, typical teenage boy stuff. When the coaches were out of the room, this one boy, his name doesn't really matter, substituted his porno movie for the training tape, and several of the players left the room. But when the coaches returned, they surprised 29 players who were watching the body movie. Now, what does Coach Schaefer do? Obviously, he has a team so cocksure of itself that they figured they could beat Mesa Westwood without reviewing Mesa's previous game plays. And the videotape they were watching instead was at least inappropriate. Coach Schaefer, fully aware of what it would cost them and himself, calmly announced, The players in this room are suspended from the team for six days. Six days? That would mean they would be ineligible to play against Mesa Friday night. The skeleton team of leftovers would be no match from Mesa Westwood. And Coach Schaefer was aware that he would hear from parents and teachers and students and alumni to whom winning was everything. 
Well, the leftover Huskies did play Mesa, and they lost 29-3. to Coach Schaefer then announced that the incident is behind us. There will be no further recrimination. Well, the Huskies' next game, Schaefer's disciplined team went out onto the field so fired up that they won 62-8. to I called Coach Schaefer to congratulate him. He said he hoped his players would instead remember the previous game, the humiliating defeat, and recognize it as a choice they had made. And then he said, up the road ahead, when they are out from under my watchful eye, they will make better choices. But this is the rest of the story. My conversation with the coach was last October. You'll want to know that the Huskies continued to win the next week. And the next, and the next, and for the first season ever, they won 11 games until last Friday night. When the Huskies of Horizon High and Sun Devil Stadium, in a seesaw game so hard fought that it left both players and fans exhausted and came down to a fourth down on the seven-yard line with time left for only one play, and the game ended Horizon 16, St. Mary's 14. Coach Doug Schaefer, who had been willing to sacrifice victory for discipline, won both. For the first time ever, the Huskies of Horizon High are Arizona's state champions. And now you know the rest of the story. Do you know a young adult who is out of school? And you can have them join the Young Adult Services Program at Work One also known as the American Indiana American Job Center. This is for anybody who is ages 16 to 24. They're not in high school or college, and they're serious, serious about the career goals. They will be offered free tuition for certification, skills, training, high school equivalency diploma. They can have a paid work experience. You will receive support from experienced workforce development professionals. They will be assisted in job search, career development, and they will have 12 months of follow-along services. For more information, you can contact Tony's at rlovely at 574-295-0105, extension 3004. They're also located at 403 Waterfall Drive in Elker, Indiana. Some of the classes that they have to offer is CNC training, driving, truck driving, CDLA, CNA training, phlebotomy training, welding training, pharmacy tech training, hospitality and tourism training, and so much more. If you know youth who can benefit from this program, please have them give work one a call. Or contact Tony's R. Lovelady at 574-295-0105, extension 3004. Or you can hit them an email at Tony's, which is T-O-N-N-E-S dot lovelady at go2work1.com. This is a good program for anybody who is ages 16 through 24, they're not in high school or college, and they are becoming serious about career goals. Take care.
calling all African-American males or anybody. The Elkhart chapter of Indiana Black Expo presents the man up. This will focus on the mind, body, and spirit, and it will be a mental wellness conference and health fair. And it will take place on Saturday, March 4th from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. located at the Elkhart Aquatic Center. And that is located at 200 East Jackson Boulevard in Elkhart, Indiana. There also will be free healthcare screenings and workshops. Upcoming will be the third annual Spring Fabulous Pop-Up Market happening on March 18th in Elkhart, Indiana at Manhattan Park from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. If you are a vendor, they are accepting vendors. For more information, you can call 574-295-7275. Once again, that number is 574-295-7275. Take care and have a wonderful day. The Public News Service Daily Newscast for January 20th, 2023. I'm Mary Sherman. The Treasury Department says it's taking extraordinary measures to avoid default as the U.S. hit its debt limit Thursday. Those include freezing contributions and investment redemptions for government workers' benefits and providing the government more flexibility in covering operational expenses until about June. President Biden is pushing for an increase in the debt limit to meet existing financial commitments, while Republican leaders are calling for negotiations that could lead to spending cuts. Budget matters are top of mind for lawmakers across the nation as state legislative sessions kick into gear. Alex Gonzalez has more from New Mexico, where the two-year session starts February 6. Despite the governor's seat having flipped, now occupied by Republican Joe Lombardo, the state assemblies hold Democratic majorities, meaning it'll take negotiations and concessions to determine the state budget. Will Pregman with the group Battleborn Progress predicts top-of-mind issues will be housing, reducing the cost of living, protecting voting rights, and education. He says progressive groups like his want to make sure public schools are put first, rather than state education funds going to voucher programs for private and religious schools. That's going to be a priority for the governor himself. Folks who are involved in activism around public education sharply disagree with that and I think are going to be really looking to Democratic leadership to hold the line on that issue. Pregman says climate change, preserving labor unions, and protecting abortion access in Nevada may be other hot-button issues. I'm Alex Gonzalez reporting. After eight months of investigation, the Supreme Court was unable to find the person behind the leak of a draft majority opinion in a case overturning abortion rights. Nearly 100 employees swore under oath that they did not release the draft. The investigation also found it was unlikely that the court's IT systems were improperly accessed from someone outside the court. Now the House Judiciary Committee reportedly intends to investigate the leak on its own. We go to Washington State now, where lawmakers have introduced a bill that would address some workers' concerns about the thoroughness of medical exams performed in workers' compensation cases. House Bill 1068 would allow workers to record examinations of their injuries, which are known as independent medical exams or compelled exams. Joe Kendo is with the Washington State Labor Council, which is made up of about 600 local unions representing more than 500,000 workers. 
He says this bill would create the same standards for workers' compensation as other insurance cases. By allowing recordings, by allowing somebody who's not the worker's attorney to attend the examination, we'll get a much clearer record and we'll ensure that the docs who are doing the compelled examination are doing a thorough exam. Carolyn Logue with the Washington IME Coalition expressed concerns on behalf of some medical providers. She says it would lead to fewer doctors who are willing to do the exams, which could slow down the process. That was Eric Tangadoff reporting. This is Public News Service. Minnesota has surpassed the goals it had set for renewable energy standards. But as the climate crisis grows larger, there's a push to adopt new goals supporters say will benefit the state in multiple ways. The start of the legislative session saw Democratic leaders and clean energy advocates revive calls for Minnesota to approve a plan for 100 percent carbon-free electricity by 2040. Michael Noble of the group Fresh Energy says given the strides the state has already made in transitioning to sources like wind and solar, meaning the revised goals should be achievable. Zero carbon electricity sources are universally available and low cost, and our three largest utilities have already committed to get all the carbon out of the electric supply. Companies like XL Energy have carbon-free goals by 2050, But some on the utility side express concern about reaching a higher standard while trying to balance energy demands and costs. I'm Mike Moen. The U.S. teacher shortage has caused class sizes to increase. In a 2022 Gallup poll, 44% of K-12 teachers said burnt out is how they feel. Kate Diaz with the Connecticut Education Association says solutions are possible at state and federal levels to ensure teachers are in an optimal working environment but she thinks addressing the burnout problem begins within a school district. At the local level, each district has to look at how are we allocating our time and our resources to give teachers relief where we can. Are we making sure to reduce duty responsibilities, take away any unnecessary burdens? Diaz also says educators don't make enough money. Three quarters of those surveyed said they want the state to provide more funding to cities and towns to support teacher salaries. Now to Florida, where Governor Ron DeSantis' administration has rejected plans to expand an advanced placement African-American studies course for high schools, claiming it violates state law and calling it historically inaccurate. In a letter to the College Board that oversees AP programs, the Florida Department of Education rejects the teachings over concerns that the lessons run contrary to state law and significantly lack educational value. Attorney Mutaki Akbar, president of the NAACP Tallahassee branch, says it's unfortunate to see the governor take this step. Is value in education, no matter what that education is, and so to carve out the value of learning about African-Americans or the culture of African-Americans has no value, I think is a slap of the face and blatantly I think is racist. The coursework reportedly includes speeches by Malcolm X, the Black Panther Party's free breakfast and medical programs, and the history of Juneteenth. The education department has not named which law it contends the course is violating. This is Tremel Gomes. This is Mary Sherman for Public News Service, member and listener supported, heard on interesting radio stations and your favorite podcast platform. Find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org. For the Daily Yonder and Public News Service, this is the news from rural America. Maine Governor Janet Mills isn't promising the moon, but her pledge to deliver high-speed internet statewide by the end of 2024 could be life-changing. Tens of thousands of households are still using old and slow technology. John Moore's company, Fiber Solutions, is one subcontractor for the build-out. 
I'm really surprised at how many homes in the state of Maine never had access to the fiber until now. During COVID, Moore says kids and parents came outside to watch his workers, knowing they'd soon have high-speed internet to do their schoolwork and play video games. They were just ecstatic. So excited to see the bucket trucks and linemen come through their neighborhood putting up fiber optic cable. It's going to be a game changer for that generation. The fix is estimated to cost $600 million. Right now, with federal, state, and local funds, they're about $100 million short. Part of that money is coming from the bipartisan infrastructure law, which also has $5 billion to help school districts across the country move to electric buses over the next five years. Sandra Brown has more. In Missouri, the EPA's Clean Bus Program has awarded 26 school districts funds to move to low and zero emission vehicles. Heath Oates, superintendent for the El Dorado Springs School District. Our diesel fuel costs are tremendous. We're going to save around 200000 a year is my initial estimate, which is the cost of four beginning teachers with their benefits. Funding will first go to areas spread across long distances, typically with lower populations. That includes rural, low-income, and tribal public schools. Areas that may also have concentrated pollution from abandoned coal mines, oil, and gas wells. Here's Oates on the benefits. I would definitely say that. Resiliency and us being able to control costs locally in a way that we can't if fossil fuels are our only choice. Meanwhile, in Wyoming, Republican lawmakers want to ban the sale of electric vehicles to protect their fossil fuel economy, they say. Fifteen other states have moved to ban gas-powered vehicle sales. I'm Xander Brown. More than a third of the nation's MPOX cases, previously known as monkeypox, were in Appalachia, according to the CDC's count last fall. Now, two pharmaceutical companies are providing funding to teach healthcare workers how to better serve patients who have been predominantly gay and bisexual men. We got a lot of rural county health directors and rural county commissioners who really don't come in contact with a whole bunch of gay folks. So they didn't know how to have the conversation. Tony Young is leading the effort for West Virginia's Community Education Group. Making people aware a vaccine is available. We've got to give people a little help. We've got to give them a little training. got to give them a little awareness. and got to give them the opportunity to do better. Because it's like the old thing, when you know better, you do better. For the Daily Yonder and Public News Service, I'm Roz Brown. For more rural stories, visit dailyyonder.com. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks, looking in more depth today at the decision by New Zealand's Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern to stand down. She shocked members of her own party with that announcement on Thursday, as she also announced the country's next general election will take place on October the 14th. Ms Ardern has been in office since 2017 and won plaudits worldwide for her handling of the COVID-19 pandemic. Many other leaders envious of her early success keeping the virus out of the country. It certainly has come as quite the shock. TVNZ reporter Kim Baker-Wilson says now the tables have turned. Like with a lot of things to do with coronavirus, it is extremely polarising. There are the people that say, yes, New Zealand got its response right. There are, it is quite fair to say, a whole bunch of people, a substantial amount of people, who say the response was too much, too harsh. It infringed on people's liberties. So people who take that view have always held Jacinda Ardern as the person to blame for the the route that New Zealand took. There has been a lot of people who have wanted Jacinda Ardern to go 
and it seems now uh, some people have got their wish. Reflecting that, Ms Ardern's Labour Party has slumped in the polls and whoever succeeds her as leader will face a steep climb trying to secure a fresh mandate from the electorate in October. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. I've been tried in the furnace of affliction For the refining of my soul I've been tried in the furnace of affliction Did you break me down just to make me Style. Everywhere you go is that 
It feels impossible It's nothing for you 
you've done for those who were in need. Your selfless sacrifice when you gave the gift of life. You were the answer to those on their knees. The grace that you have shown cannot be measured. At a time when death took those you love so dear But death would never know How from your kindness life would flow This miracle would calm every fear You have loved a total stranger In your darkest hour of pain It is a wonderful reminder there is hope beyond the grave And you can't begin to fathom The depth of what you've done How you changed the lives of families Through this unselfish shack of love Yeah For today's thought, we're going to look at James 1, 2. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. There is a lot that goes into that. When you're facing trials, you're supposed to be joyful. How can you be joyful when you're going through everything in life? God knows. 
Jesus knows what we're going through. Holy Spirit as a three in one. But sometimes we forget who he is, who we are. Most of us are facing some type of trial, some hardship that we're not telling others about. Not everything the whole world needs to know about. And everything needs to be broadcasted to everybody where it travels. And the wrong people will get the wrong information. So if you're going through something, I don't know what it could be. It could be you're going through a sickness of some sort. Maybe you're going through a struggle, but you don't know who to turn to. Jesus is there listening. He's the only one who's there listening. He won't judge you. You talk to the wrong person, they tell the whole world. But like I said, not everything everyone needs to know about. And so it says, Consider pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. This verse was actually on my whiteboard at work. There is a group that meets there called Lifeline, and they are a Christian-based organization. And that actually is a verse of the week. And so when I go into work, I see that reminder on the board, James 1, 2. And I look at that and say, I'm facing something crazy, but there's joy in that. There's something good in every situation, but we got to take the time to see it. We got to get our blinders off and stop blowing that devil. Pounds right on in. I get up, go to work, find as can be, come home, and everything's different. But we all, everyone does that. Everyone has trials. Everyone has good days and bad days. We all struggle. But those of you who believe in Christ Jesus and turn to him, will be okay. Those of you who are still on the borderline of, should I believe in Jesus? I know him, what should we do? I pray that you find somebody who you can turn to that knows you, that can be a positive inspiration to you. Maybe you need to take that step into a church, a church where you belong and get to know them. Maybe it's simple as downloading that Bible to your phones and having that Bible with you wherever you go. Everybody goes through trials. Everyone handles it differently. We have the ones who handle it with perseverance until it's done. We have the ones who just break down. Whatever you're going through in life, Jesus is just an ear away. So I'm not like the, I'm not the type of person that wants everyone to my business. If I want to let you know, I'm gonna tell you. Not everything everyone needs to know. Not everything needs to be broadcast at the whole world. There are some stuff that needs to be kept to yourself or turn over to God. And you can't do it alone. We can't do it alone. But we find ways to do it. I have found joy in every day. No matter what I'm going through, there's joy. First things first, when you wake up, that is joy in the trials. When you lay your head down at night, that's joy. If you you have food to eat, clothes on your back, a nice place to live, a shelter, any place to live in, that is joy. We don't think about it that way. We don't think about our life and how it affects others. But we affect, affect, whatever, everyone around us. We affect everyone around us in certain ways. 
James reminds us a little further. And it says, because you know that testing in, of your faith produces perseverance, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because one who doubts is like the wave of a sea blown and tossed by the wind. So he goes on, and he has a lot of uplifting stuff in the book of James. Trials and temptations, there is... You're testing your faith. When you go through tribulation or trial, you're getting tested. But how you handle it is how you handle it is up to you. You can run with it or you can take a deep breath and figure out what went wrong. There's a lot that happens in the book of James. We're zooming on. Verse James one, verse one. James one, verse two. Later in the book of James, he also says, Submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come near to God, and he will come near to you. Sometimes we get caught up. But we don't think about what's good in a tough situation. No. Everyone's wired differently. We're all wired differently. There's always somebody in this podcast that is struggling with something. But we don't know that. But maybe there is a song or something that sticks out that you can remember. So for today, remember, there is good in every day. No matter what type of trial you're facing, there's good in every day. It all depends on how we look at the situation. If you fully are focused on God and you let Him in, then your days will get better. And like I said, there are some of us who are non-believers, but we know Jesus, but we don't have him in our hearts yet. If you are that somebody who doesn't have Jesus in your heart, I pray that someday you will invite him in. It may be the end of your deathbed. It could be any given time, 24 hours, 7 days a week, 365, God is waiting for you. And remember, you are loved, you are capable, you are smart. And James 1, 2 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. There is joy in every tough situation, depending on how you look at it. Take time to pause and think about what James is saying to everybody here. Take care and have a wonderful day. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and